Hello everyone, my name is Lucia Czaczulovic and today is Friday the 10th of March 2023. Joining me today are David Cole on the latest comments from Jerome Powell and Tim Gagey with an update on currencies. But before I hand over to my guests, let's wrap up what has happened in the markets. Wall Street posted a losing session yesterday with the Nasdaq falling around 2%, the S&P declining 1.8% and the Dow losing 1.6%. All three indices are on track to end the week down by at least 3%. Stocks were dragged down by financials after SVB Financial plunged 60% after it announced a plan to raise more than 2 billion US dollars in capital in a bid to offset losses from bond sales. The announcement spurred a sell-off across the financial sector as investors grew increasingly concerned that higher interest rates would result in banks facing losses on loans due to borrow defaults. The financial sector was the worst performing within the S&P 500 at a 4.1% drop, its worst day since 2020. Asian stocks followed the decline in the US and a gauge of Asia equities fell as much as 2%, the most in more than a month. In other news out of Asia, Chinese lawmakers voted to give Xi Jinping a third term as president, completing his rise to supreme leader of the world's second largest economy. The vote gives him another five years in power and demonstrates his grip over the ruling Communist Party. Over in bond markets, the two-year Treasury yields dropped to around 4.8%, extending their fall to around 30 basis points since Wednesday's close. Australian and New Zealand bonds also rallied today with similarly large moves in yields for shorter maturity bonds. The benchmark 10-year Japanese bond yield tumbled more than 10 basis points below the 0.5% ceiling set by the Bank of Japan. In commodities, oil prices headed for their biggest weekly loss since early February, as the risk of faster interest rate hikes weighed on the outlook for energy demand. Gold was little changed. Cryptocurrencies came under pressure following the meltdown of the crypto bank Silvergate, with Bitcoin falling 8% yesterday, the most since November. So what can we expect for the day ahead? Wall Street is bracing for February jobs report, where economists polled by Dow Jones expect non-farm payrolls to rise 225,000 in the month and the unemployment rate to remain unchanged. Hourly wages are expected to have increased 0.4% from the prior month. In Europe, we have already received UK's industrial production, reported below expectations at minus 0.3% month-on-month, and we have also just received Germany's consumer price index, which came in at 0.8% month-on-month, in line with expectations. Equity futures are in the red in the US, but very mixed in Europe. And that's all for the market summary. Now over to the US and the US Federal Reserve. David, what is your take on Jerome Powell's latest comments? Good morning, Lucia. Yes, indeed. Jerome comments before the Congress and the Senate this week have quite lots of uh, change with the expectations for the next FOMC meeting. So the majority of market observers, but uh, also financial markets are pricing in now a 50 basis point rate hike. This would be a change from the most recent uh, slowdown or, or uh, of the of pace of interest rate hikes, uh, what the Fed uh, announced and, and also um, delivered uh, in the last meeting. Uh, so why is Powell now um, a bit more hawkish? Uh, well, most of uh, the most important ones is, of course, uh, stronger economic data than expected. We have seen that across the board, for starting from labor markets, uh, going over service uh, activity, and also inflation, considerable volatility, uh, making the picture much more difficult to interpret. 
Um, so what do we take out of that? Do we think uh, indeed 50 basis point rate hike will accelerate the pace of, of uh, tightening monetary policy? We think it's not a done deal yet, uh, simply because the comments from Powell highlighted that the Fed is just ready to do that when data fulfill uh, these expectations that indeed inflation is not rolling over and the economy is still very, very strong. Uh, we would prefer to wait uh, until we have this uh, data uh, the Fed is looking at. And the most important data points are today's labor market report. Uh, let's see how much slowing will be see, will we will see there. And then also next week, the CPI print, the, the producer price prints uh, are important data points, uh, which indeed uh, will either swing the pendulum towards a 50 basis point rate hike or 25 basis point rate hike. Uh, we think overall the Fed would be good advised uh, to go slow with further rate hikes simply because they are already uh, close or they are already in restrictive monetary policy stance. And uh, given the data volatility uh, we have seen most recently due to seasonal adjustment procedure, uh, but also uh, due to diverging trends, uh, for example, in the labor market, where we see quite lots of layoffs in the IT space and quite a lot of hiring on the service side. So this volatility in data makes probably an assessment of the current economic situation and the inflation dynamics more difficult. And therefore, the Fed would be good advised to go just 25 basis points. We still lean towards this outcome of the next FOMC meeting, which will be not, not next week, but the week after, uh, and wait for the data uh, if they confirm um, or if they justify a more dovish stance uh, overall. With that, back to you, Lucia. Great. Thank you very much, David. And now moving on to currencies and metals. Tim, can you share your latest insights with us? Thank you, Lucia. Uh, good morning. The last couple of weeks have been overall pretty positive for dollar bulls and have definitely shaken out all of the late entries into the dollar shorts world. US data has, of course, been overall stronger than expected. And while Powell initially was a trigger for a stronger dollar, he was also a little bit two-way, uh, making it clear hikes are not a done deal. But as I said last week, I think the market is just too focused on the Fed and just not taking into account the fact that other central banks, particularly the European Central Bank, will need to take more action. This is why on Wednesday here on the desk, we decided to really start to push a short dollar view against euro and sterling. It lines up with the bank view, of course. And we think this is a good level here, or certainly um, earlier in the week, to sell some dollars. And one quite creative idea we had is to combine a direct purchase of euros versus dollars with the sale of a put on the euro. This morning we had the Bank of Japan, Kuroda's last one, of course, they were unchanged. He has spent a lot of time today telling everyone why easing was the right thing to do. Not all that surprising when you would, that they would say that when they have spent decades doing it. So far, the yen hasn't really reacted all that much in either direction, but we still do think that sometime soon we will see a significant move here. And if we do see a significant move, it really should be a stronger yen. Um, it's one that's difficult to play because there's no yield in yen, so sitting on it is painful, but at some point there could be a really significant um outperformance there. Today is, of course, non-farm payrolls. As usual, I think the importance of this data point is overstated. But if we have another print of half a million, then I will be wrong. This could really throw everything up in the air. I'm personally more interested in next Tuesday's CPI data in the US. I think that's more important, but it all links together. And the market will certainly be watching the non-farm payrolls data closely in the light of the recent solid US data and comments from Powell that we heard about. 
keep it relatively short today. Wish you a happy Friday. Thank you for listening. And back to you, Lucia. Thank you very much, Tim. And that's all for today's show. Thanks for tuning in and please join us again on Monday for an update from our technical analysts. Bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Für unsere deutschsprachigen Zuhörer. We would also like to make you aware of Marktanalysen und Gespräche, a monthly podcast in German, where Julius Baer experts discuss some of the latest market developments. We share our key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape in German. Search for Marktanalysen und Gespräche on your favorite podcast player.